Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. And today we have some uh, special guests, and uh, we have a great show lineup for you today. So I hope you've uh, got a pen. You're going to take some notes uh, because you're going to need them. We're going to get some great points across to you. Before we get started, I want to remind you that you can always go to exitcoachradio.com and find our archives. Uh, we also have an app on the App Store. So uh, you can go into your, your smartphone on your iPhone and look up ExitCoachRadio.com. Listen to our daily 20-minute and one-minute episodes. My guest today is Dean Del Sesto from Brevity, Inc. Actually, he has a couple companies. Uh, we'll start with Brevity, Inc. Brevity is a brand consulting and development agency that focuses on brand strategy and development for primarily small to mid-sized, biz- mid-sized businesses uh, to business companies. Let me say that again. Uh, it primarily for small to mid-sized business to business companies. And he also has a company called Veracity Collab, a video agency that helps mid-sized to fortune-sized companies uh, tell their value stories through animated and live action video. So, uh, Dean, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, Bill. Looking forward to it. Hey, uh, Dean, uh, tell us a little bit more about your background and, and help our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I've been uh, in the marketing business pretty much since I was a kid. You know, I, I started selling candy out of my jacket pockets when I was 12 <laughs> and, uh, yep. you know, moved to an avocado orchard and started selling on the street corner and then eventually started selling to restaurants. So I've always been, you know, involved in sales in some way or another. And when I started my professional career at around 19, I didn't go to college. I started off as an illustrator designer. And after a bit of work, found out that I was a better copywriter than I was a designer. And so that one thing led to another. And eventually I co-founded an agency with another guy. And we became one of the largest agencies in Orange County. There's about 700 altogether. We became in the top 10 to 15 at any one given time. And then on uh, the personal side, I, uh, you know, I serve as an advisor on boards, and I'm a, I just had a knack for counseling and dealing with people on various life issues. So I, I kind of like to help people get from point A to point better. That's great. Point A to point better. I like it. So, Dean, um, as you work with companies, um, you know, one of the things people struggle with is what exactly is my brand? So can you help define um, that question, first of all? You know, what is a brand? Is it a logo? Is it the way you communicate? Is it all of the above? What is a brand? Yeah. When I speak to groups, uh, one of the questions I ask is, you know, just, just give me some insights as to what you think a brand is. And I get every answer under the sun from some of the things you just mentioned, you know, a symbol, an experience, you know, what the organization stands for, the logo. But what companies today that really want to compete in the market, uh, the, the way they define a brand is that it's the total combined experience that one has with the organization, all the way from pre-contact via online and other you know, forms of advertising, 
all the way to when they engage with the company and start, you know, the the process of uh, of interaction, you know, dealing with, uh, you know, the, the the website. In a lot of cases, that seems to be the point of entry as to how companies or, or individuals look into companies. And then, you know, what's what's process like? How do I get acclimated into the company? And and you know, what what is my how, what is my experience in that essence? You know, with the company's service. If I have a conflict with the company. And it's it branding is really found in the details, and the, the leader companies are the ones that really pay attention to the small things. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of companies talk about culture, uh, you know, what their their internal culture is. You know, is it fair to say that the brand is the the outward reflection of that culture? Yeah, you know, the way we identify brands with companies when we go in to talk to them is is the, the very first thing most companies want to do is start, you know, uh sharing all the value propositions that their that their brand has in the marketplace. What we like to do is we like to find out what the organization stands for, you know, what what are the what's the human component. We typically want clients that know look, we we believe brands are built from the inside out. Uh, the people are the brand in essence. And so one of the things that we start with rather than just all of the value propositions is, you know, if within the mission, the vision and the values or what we call the dream, the stand and the way, that you know, the dream of what you want to have happen, the stand your or your cause and then the way you're going to go about doing it, those are the foundational components to the brand. Those are the things that really bring the brand to life and actually give people a reason to actually get out of bed in the morning is when they're part of a cause. That's great. That's very well put. Uh, I heard a statement not too long ago from someone who who probably knows what they're talking about, I would imagine, um, based on the reputation, that said uh, almost 90% of the brands on earth in the U.S. could disappear overnight, and we wouldn't miss them. Have you heard any statements to that effect? Well, that's true because if you look at it, you know uh, the amount of discipline and, and and best practices it takes to become a leader brand to pay attention to every aspect of the business is not light fair. And so what you have is you have a lot of people. You know, there's, there's four ways to play in business: play to lose, play not to lose, play to play, and play to win. And a lot of businesses are playing either not to lose or just playing to play. And then you have this real small slice of businesses, you know, that are the the, the challenger brands, which are the top three brands in any one category, regardless of size, or you have the major players. And those major players are the ones that are, uh, you know, they're disciplined at every level of the customer experience, regardless of what. And, and, and you know, 5% of the businesses run the world pretty much. So 5 or 10%, you know, give or take a little. I agree with that. Yeah, that makes sense then, put in that context. Now, most of our listeners are, of course, a small and mid-sized owner-operator types of businesses, Dean, and, and they're, you know, they're not trying to take over the world with their brand. Um, but it seems like we're, we're in this Teflon mind kind of uh, society now. We get so many messages coming off that we have good we have slippery, uh, slippery minds now. Basically, a brand, you know, a message will slide right off. Where I'm getting at is, how does a small business owner create a brand that will stand out these days? Yeah, well, the very first thing that they need to do is make it a discipline to do something as simple as stay curious in their business. You know, great brands are in a constant state of curiosity. And so the uh, the brand platform that a company builds is based on the curiosity of what the needs, wants, and demands of the marketplace are. 
So the discipline there is that they, uh, they're consistently discovering what's important to their market, and then they're building every you know, best practice or system or, or uh, product or service around you know, fulfilling those needs. So it really becomes a matter of you know, marketing is part you know, art, it's part science, uh, it's part you know, data due diligence. And so good, you know, smart brands are always researching you know, the needs of the market and then figuring out ways to deliver it. And they're also looking at what their competition is delivering as well and, and uh, trying to differentiate themselves and become more relevant because you know, back in the day, you know, differentiation was the big thing. And now you can be different and completely irrelevant. So you know, the mm-hmm. idea of being different by itself is, is not meaningful unless it's relevant and impactful to the audience. Because today, if you think about it, there are no bad cars today. You know, the, everything is pretty darn good. So differentiation is the, the field is narrowed quite a bit. And so relevancy is now the big issue. Good point. And, you know, in a lot of, um, for instance, in the financial services industry, I ta- and you and I network a lot with different financial services types of people like bankers, and there's not much they can differentiate on. You ask them, well, what makes you different? They go, well, our customer service is better than everybody else. It's like, well, everybody already says that, so that's not a differentiator anymore. I mean, how important is it and how often should a, a company look at itself, the owner, look at the company and say, you know, what do we, we have to reinvent ourselves once again we have to keep redifferentiating ourselves in a in a market of sameness yeah i would say no less than you know i mean quarterly would be a great way to approach it even though that seems kind of excessive but you know again you know there's different ways to reach out to your market and there's so many different service sets and 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 uh, experiences that a business offers and in some cases, you could research how you're um, how you're handling, uh, you know, lead you know lead flow that's coming into the company or prospect acclimation. In another uh, situation, you could research how you're delivering the product. You know, is is it timely enough? Is it is it uh, are you doing any, any anything above and beyond that which is expected of the customer? And that's the thing, Bill, is that you know when when you have. Uh, uh, clients, my clients, regardless of who, what industry they're in, tell me that they're different. I, and they tell me that customer service is, is the thing. I, I drill down and get very granular as to say, okay, really, what is it that you're doing that is really compelling? And if they say that they're fast, I'm going to say, how fast? You know, pizza companies did not become fast until they put an accountability factor of 30 minutes or less on it. So, Marketing and branding these days is very much about delivering, not esoteric, you know, uh, lofty statement. It's about delivering real hard, you know, differentiation in the form of specifics. That That's a good point. And for companies that might do several things, um, let's say a contractor that can remodel or, or, you know, build you a new shed or, you know, a number of different things, or maybe they do um, commercial and residential how important is it for them to pinpoint their branding message so that, so that it sticks? In other words, eliminate all the chatter. Yeah, well, it's key. I mean, you know, today 600,000 new websites are going to go up online. And, you know, since the beginning of time until 2006, you know, a certain amount of information was, was dumped into society. Today, that same amount of information is dumped into society every 36 hours or so. So we are completely saturated with, uh, with messaging. And so whether it's a contractor, a financial services company, or, you know, a fortune or small, doesn't matter. The key 
is not to say, you know, something brilliant as much as it is to figure out the way that you're going to say something brilliant with as few words as possible because the 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 messaging you know today is uh we we manage our data in, intake by deletion and you know if a company reaches out and tries to make a statement to a marketplace and it falls flat on the first you know go around chances of them you know being deleted permanently are going to be you know pretty high so organizations have to again just figure out a way they can synthesize their value prioritize you know the points that are going to be you know important to the customer and uh, deliver them with as much brevity as possible. Now, I have a feeling I'm going to know the answer to this, but since you've moved into this space, uh, how important is video these days for uh, for people that want to establish a brand? Well, it's the uh, it's the preferred medium, you know, with uh, with mobile devices being about seventy percent of online access these days. That's either your tablet or your phone, mostly the phone. You have to say, okay, well, what are people inclined to do? Are they inclined to go on to, you know, a site, uh, a blog? Are they inclined to want to, you know, to read something and, you know, the large bulks of copy? Do they have time for that? You know, what's what are the realities of their life? Or would someone rather go in there and, you know, click a button and actually be ministered to? And the, the the thing of it is, too, is that, you know, although video is the preferred medium these days, one of the things that's coming up is that video uh, is is being done it, it poorly. And so, you know, you'll get click-off rates and things where video is not as effective as it could be. So I always tell clients, I said, look, there's, there's a lot of mediums available for you to be able to utilize to communicate. My, my methodology is to figure out uh, to do lesser and to do the things brilliant. So if you're going to do a video, just make sure it's done really well and really appropriate to the audience you're going after. Great point. Well, uh, as we kind of get into this uh, uh, more and more messaging coming at us and more and more brevity as importance, uh, what's the optimum length of a video message to put out there today? Well, that's the interesting part about it is that sometimes a, you know, a five-minute video is going to be appropriate depending on what the strategy is, and another time a seven-second video is going to be appropriate. And let me, let me share with you what I mean. Sometimes if you're online just nosing around and you see a little banner and you click on it and all of a sudden you, get a, you see there's a five-minute video that pops up, you're going to probably pop off. But what if there's a seven-second video or a 15-second video that actually captures you emotionally? Because you have to look at the way people buy. People are first uh, moved emotionally uh, in a purchasing situation of any kind, whether it's online or off. They feel something. So once they feel something, they begin to reinforce what they feel with logic. So it makes sense to have shorter videos that actually capture the emotion of the, the individual and get them to click to another place where they can go get perhaps educated or go into a, a further uh, you know, uh, educational experience about what the product or the service is all about. So it ends up becoming that video, just like every other medium, medium needs to be strategically designed within a sales funnel process to get someone to go from initial click ultimately to either filling out a form or submitting a credit card or calling a company to engage in a, in a buying relationship. That's that's uh, So it's kind of a condensed version of what the movies have been doing for a long time, the movie business, right, with a, a trailer uh, that that will lead you to sit through a movie for a couple hours. So it's, it's getting yeah. that emotion first. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
takes place. It does. And, and if you think about that, Bill, it's like how many trailers have you watched where you just had no desire to watch the movie? And, you know, the trailer or the short video is incredibly important to drive people further down the funnel. Great, great stuff. Uh, let's talk about a, a success story. Do you have a client success story for us? Yeah, I, I sure do. I've got, I've got quite a few. I've branded hundreds of companies in my career, and one of the ones that stands out to me is, uh, is one of our uh, mortgage sector clients that we worked with for about five and a half years. And over that five and a half year period, they spent a total of uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of $50 million with us. So you got to figure that's quite an investment for someone to put into marketing. And we had to allocate that 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 annual budget into a uh, strategy and an execution that resulted in them wanting to capitalize and become the number one player in the market over over a period of time until the bubble burst, which we all know about. And our our job uh, was to, to was to drive brokers into a relationship and. In essence, the $50 million investment through a series of um, tactics, including uh, you know online, video, events and shows, call center, and a few other integrated things, ended up in a, a net result of about a billion dollars in profitability over over a period of time. So, even though at this stage of the game in my career, I'm, I'm more of a branding agency focusing on video. I still have the background of just really, really deep business development things for uh, for customers as well. well that, let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the day-to-day ROI for a business with a strong brand. Um, what what is? Uh, how can they measure that uh, a strong brand and a and a successful marketing campaign versus where they might be now? Yeah, well, it's funny. You measure marketing; it's easy. You spend fifty bucks. If someone's supposed to give you a hundred back, right? How do you measure brand, right? Well, one of the things, if you think about it, is that when you have a great brand, you have this thing called credibility ROI. Meetings are easier to get, conversations, referrals, those types of things. Pricing ROI, people are willing to pay more for a great brand. Employee performance ROI, people are willing to work longer and harder and more loyal for a great brand. Getting talent, you know, would you rather work for Nike or Saucony? Nike, Nike, of course, right? Vendor ROI, favorable terms, and then the emotional ROI. People just feel better working with you know really really strong brands, and so those are those are just a, just several of the things, and those all manifest down to the bottom line in a very profound way. And today, you know, the value of a business is you know is it, it goes beyond just its hard assets, obviously. That makes a lot of sense. You add in all those factors of the credibility of the employees' uh, feelings towards their work so they don't leave and they don't turn over and you don't have to train new people and uh, obviously getting good vendor terms and the emotional side. It makes a lot of sense. And long term, of course, yeah, that can add up to, like you say, I mean, you, you get involved in a branding campaign. You may not see results for a period of time. What, what amount of time should people expect uh, to hang in there uh, uh, I know it's first. It's like rolling a, you know, starting to roll a, a big rock. It takes it, it takes a lot of effort to get that rock rolling. It does, and it really depends on the tactics that you're using. Okay, if you're branding through social, you might expect there to be a, a three, six, nine, twelve month uh, ramp up. You know, if you're branding your company through a call center approach where you're inviting people to an immediate event, you might experience results in, in relatively short order, but you know, here's what I tell people. Branding is a discipline that knows no end, only new beginnings. So start it and never stop it. You can refine it. You can adjust it. 
You can pause it even, but don't ever stop it because it is one of those things that over time there will be a flywheel effect where one day the business will wake up and go, oh, my gosh, we just have consistent business coming in. We're getting a lot of referrals. Our customer loyalty is through the roof. And if you want to understand what the net value of a business is at point of sale, most of the time you're going to be looking at, okay, how does their client retention trend in relation to the business, and is it sustainable, and is it repeatable? Those are, those are critical factors for business net worth. Now, this question might catch a little bit off guard, so I apologize if it does, but about what percentage uh, of uh, a budget, of a, a revenue budget or spending budget, should a business apply towards um, improving their brand efforts? Yeah, there's there's uh, industry guidelines that are out there that are published, um, you know, on sites that kind of give it because it, you know, it could range anywhere from you know three percent of of annual sales up to ten percent of annual sales should be allocated into, you know, the the a full integrated marketing and branding approach for a business, and so it just depends on the business, but. You know the, the the key is to you know is to really just you know do things really brilliantly and, and I'll give you an example that one mortgage client we did an event that was unheard of it was an all day event that really created value for the broker's life it was a single tactic one thing and we spent a, a, a ton of money on it and that was the defining thing that made the difference and had they and they reaped in proportion to what they spent so if you've got a winner you know invest in it heavily. But the key is to measure as you go and do more of what works and less of what doesn't. That's a discipline that most marketers don't do. Well, this has been just terrific, Dean. A lot of great information for our listeners. And you have a book out called Shift Your Thinking, 200 Ways to Improve Life, Business, and Relationships. I'll say that again. It's Shift Your Thinking, 200 Ways to Improve Life, Business, and Relationships by Dean Del Sesto. And it's available at Amazon and most online and offline bookstores. And also you have uh, an offer I think you wanted to talk about for business owner for our listeners. Yeah, if you go to my website, brevity.com, and that's brevity, just like it's spelled with an I at the end, um, and you just email me, I will send you a copy of an ebook uh, called How to Become a Brand That Gets Selected and Stays Selected. It's a very, very powerful tool. It's gotten great response. People really enjoy it. And, and I've had people tell me it's transformed their businesses. And I'll also send out, as just an added thing, um, something called the five-minute brand audit that helps businesses kind of identify some of the weak uh, points in their brand that they have. Well, look for my email. <laughs> Dean, it's <laughs> <laughs> great stuff. I can tell, you know, you can tell, now listeners, you can tell when you talk to people if they know what they're talking about, right? I mean, you can hear wisdom and you can hear the experience in Dean's voice. So please take advantage of his offer. Go to his website, brevity, B-R-E-V-I-T-I dot com. And uh, and ask for uh, these these free offers. Basically, uh, you can get again the ebook, uh, how to be a brand that gets selected and stays selected, and a five minute brand audit, a tool that you can use for quick evaluation on brand performance. And uh, why wouldn't you do that? So, Dean, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. A, a whole bunch of information. I think we ought to probably get together uh, on air again and maybe dig into a couple of these things that to help listeners get a little bit more in depth. What do you think? We'd love to, Bill. Appreciate the time today. All right. Well, I really appreciate it. I've been talking to Dean Del Sesto of Brevity Inc. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back right after this.
business owners, if you came back from lunch and there was a resignation letter on your desk, which employee would you really, really not want it to be from? What are you doing to prevent this from happening? At Exit and Retirement Strategies, we design plans that attract, motivate, and retain key employees. For a free consultation, call Bill Black, the Exit Coach, at 866-370-3774. Call today. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 